Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. There were many who had left the Warriors for dead after Game 3 with the Celtics up two games to one, but it is a whole new series as Golden State can wrap it up at TD Garden Thursday night, up three games to two after their Game 5 win. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 80 and, of course, on your smart speaker as well. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Respond to this. Andrew Wiggins and his performance throughout this series, but especially the last two games, has put himself right in the spot that he should get consideration for MVP. And Chris, he, he may not, if the Warriors win this series, I'm fully expecting that Steph Curry, with what he has done in this series, to get it, even though he had a bad night last night, with everything the Celtics did to shut him down. But man, Andrew Wiggins has delivered in every way possible for the Golden State Warriors, just as Steph Curry, as Monica McNutt did last night on the post-game show on ESPN Radio. He has a very uh, defined role in terms of how he can impact the game. He's an unbelievable athlete, but within our offense, he knows he's going to get some looks. He can be aggressive driving hitting open, you know, taking open looks. And then on defense, he's found an identity in terms of great one-on-one defense, rebound the basketball, a competitive spirit that I don't think he knew he had in him, you know, coming into the league uh, throughout his career. And he has been able to find it and harness it with the Warriors, and he, to me, is the biggest reason they are in the position they are in right now. Well, he gives them something that they need, Carlin. They don't have a perimeter defender that can stay in front of guys in one-on-one coverage. They just don't. I mean, outside of uh, I mean, outside of GP two coming off the bench, they don't really have that guy. I guess Draymond can do it in spots, but it ain't gonna be Steph. It ain't gonna be Clay. It ain't gonna be Jordan Poole. So it has to be Andrew Wiggins, and so that's invaluable if you're the Golden State Warriors, if you're Steve Kerr, because you look at it, you got a couple of guys on the court that are liabilities when it comes to the defensive end. So Andrew Wiggins is going to have to make up for that, and he is putting the wings for the Boston Celtics in straight jackets. Whether it's Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, doesn't matter. Those guys just can't get it going when he's on a one-on-one. And we've seen him frustrate stars before. We saw it in the Western Conference Finals with Luka Doncic and how Andrew Wiggins was able to fluster him and how his defensive prowess has led to more confidence for him on the offensive end. So... Certainly, he seems like he's been somewhat of a godsend for the Golden State Warriors this year. So we got to give him all the credit in the world for being able to do that, especially with this being the first time he's in the NBA Finals. But Carlin, as you always do, you take things just a little bit too far. Because ain't no way that Andrew Wiggins is going to win NBA Finals MVP if the Golden State Warriors win the chip. Well, I won't because it'll just be too easy for every uh, person voting for it in the media who has said all along and made a big deal about Steph having to win NBA Finals MVP that he will win. All he had to do was show up, basically, and he was going to win it. My point is, if if you're not going to be a sheep and look at it, Steph's been phenomenal. Wiggins, the reason they're... Right here with a chance to win. Nah, Carlin, nah, you gotta miss me with that, man. Cause what was the what, what was the more well, you know important what, you game? Know what, you know let what? me ask you this, let me hold on. Let yeah. me ask you this question. 
Which was the more important game in this series so far? Well, they had to game have game five, four. Game five or game four? Game four. Okay, game four. And what did what Steph did, Curry do in game four? He was phenomenal. He had 43. What did Wiggins do? He had 43 and 10 in game four. Yep. And Wiggins so had down, 17 pipe. and 16 okay, and a tremendous great. defensive I'm, effort. The 17 and 16 is great. If yep. you don't have the 43 points from Steph, you're not winning that game. I agree. It's not happening. So stop it. I agree. Steph Curry is averaging seven more points per game than anybody else in this series, both teams included. Look. Stop yourself. He's averaging 35 and four. I understand. He's going to win it. I'm not arguing that. He's going to win it. He's going to win it. What I'm saying is, is that what Steph did was save the series here for the Warriors. What Wiggins has done is to make sure they're in this position. Because Steph last night, and I'm not blaming him, by the way, Steph's amazing in every way. The Celtics threw a lot of different things at him last night, and I'm, I, I don't even, I don't fault him for a thing. Even the, the three-point, uh, the games with the three-pointer uh, stretch that has ended That's at 233. Crazy, Carlin, 132 consecutive playoff games. And 230 games overall. With, with a three-point make. It's that nuts. Is insane. It is absolutely nuts. Chris, we're talking so much about Jason Tatum being a non-factor, right? You were apologizing just moments ago to our audience for being wrong about it. And frankly, I have been with you up until yesterday. Up until yesterday, I was with you in that he was in the club. You know what Wiggins has done against him in this series as the primary defender? He has held him to 37% shooting. He is 17 of 46 from the floor when he is the primary defender and has contested 74% of his shots. I mean, that, to me, speaks volumes about a guy that was voted first-team All-NBA and how Wiggins has been able to put him in handcuffs. And if we're going to hand... And listen, Steph should have been the MVP in 2015 or LeBron. If we're going to hand Andre Iguodala the MVP then... And I, I get it, it's LeBron. Wiggins, his defensive rating this series is 10 points better than Iguodala's was. I know, yeah, and, defense and, doesn't win MVPs, I know. No, no. I'm just not, dealing in realism as opposed to narratives, which I'm getting no, so tired no, no, of that no, word No, 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 the, the Steph Curry thing is not a narrative, though. In terms of their overall impact on their team's success, I don't think you can make the argument that Wiggins is having a bigger impact on the Warriors winning this series than Steph is. Well, You can't. Even though Steph is a net negative on the defensive end, what he does on the offensive end creates opportunities for guys like Wiggins, like Klay Thompson, like Jordan Poole. Even last night where he was 0 for 9 from three-point land, you saw how the Boston Celtics defense doubled him, how they gravitated toward him not to let him shoot. They actually highlighted it on the broadcast, and JVG was talking about how Marcus Smart was at half court guarding Steph Curry while the rest of the guys yep. were below the three-point line running the offense. Yeah, the it, drop it is, defense I, didn't happen last it, night. It, it is absolutely <laughs> incredible in terms of how Chef, Chef Curry tilts the entire floor and creates all of this space for other guys to do their thing. So 
even when he's not scoring, he's still doing that. The gravitational pull of Steph Curry has a tremendous impact on that offense beyond what Andrew Wiggins is bringing to the table as a two-way player. So we got to chill out with that. This is not a narrative thing when it comes to Steph. Not in these NBA finals. He's going to win finals MVP if the Warriors win the chip, and he would have deserved that. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your evaluation, should Wiggins be actually considered for MVP? Am I right? I mean, I am, but do you think I'm right? Here's Roy up first on ESPN Radio. Roy, what do you got? Look, Chris, it's too soon to be saying that, okay? Let's see what he does during the next game, okay? And Tatum ought to be ashamed of himself because he's just not stepping up. Wait, Even are, though he's you doing some riveting? Old, <laughs> you doing some riveting uh, work? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My four-way flash is on. Y'all know I drive a truck. I have I, my flash on, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, it's too soon. It's too soon. Let's see what Wiggins pulls out of his hat. On the next game. Let's see if he's still contributing like he should be, like Mr. Tatum is not. Listen, I I I feel for Jason Tatum to a degree because he has played so poorly. But we talked to Andre Snelling's ESPN senior NBA writer last hour, and, and he made the point, Chris, and this is a tough one to hang on somebody, but I understand why he's saying it, that he looks like he doesn't even want to shoot the ball in the fourth quarter. He's five for twenty-four in this series in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's rough. Carlin, he's averaging three points in the fourth quarter, and he's shooting, what, 28%? I mean, that's not hard to under... No, I'm sorry. I gave him too much credit. 21% in the fourth quarter. He's shooting 20... I got 23.8% on 3.2 points per game in the fourth quarter. Okay. I got... I I had five for 24 in the fourth quarter. uh, It's disgusting. Yes. Whatever it is, it's disgusting. Well, I mean, it's awful. It's awful. And on top of that, you're talking about the Jason Tatum turnovers in this series, Carlin. That's the part that gets me because we recognize that turnovers, you know, they not only destroy whatever possession that you have on the offensive end, but it leads to run out. It leads to opportunities in transition for Golden State. And we know that's when they're at their best. I, I don't know, man. I mean, 18 turnovers in five ball games, and Chris, we're talking about the NBA Finals? You know what I'm getting tired of? That's not acceptable. When we're talking about an elite basketball team, I'm getting tired of talking about a singular number that has meant so much to a team's success like turnovers have meant to the Boston Celtics. It is, it's got to drive Ime Adoka nuts when one number is the difference in these games and you can't get your team to be more consistent valuing and taking care of the basketball. I mean, in this series, they have given up 103 points off turnovers through five games. That is the third most all time behind only the 91 and 92 Bulls. I mean, that, that's what the Warriors have scored off those turnovers. That is just unconscionable. It, it's, it's unbelievable, man. I, I just I don't understand how it's possible that they can continuously turn the ball over the way that they do for a team that seems like they're so fundamentally sound on the defensive end, a team that's buttoned up in that regard, for them to be so laxed on the offensive end, it just it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense until Andre Snellings broke it down and said they really don't have a true point guard. I mean, 
the, the closest thing they have to a real point guard is Derek White, but he comes off the bench, and he was a no-show, by the oh, way, in boy. last night's game. And then you're talking about, you know, Marcus Smart, but ultimately, in order to create offense, it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And neither one of those guys are great ball handlers. So you're going to get some mistakes. You're going to get some miscues. It just so happens that they result in turnovers that leads into or plays into the strength of this Golden State Warriors team. So I guess you can call it, a, a, you know, a character flaw or mm. a, a flaw in roster construction. But either way, it seems like that's going to be the thing that undermines the C's chances of winning a championship. Is Andrew Wiggins someone that should get considered for MVP of this series? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. That is on the way in just moments. We will hear from you in just a moment, and we will also tell you why Chris, when he apologized just moments ago, Really short shrifted himself because my friend has been right and you guys need to pay more attention. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Andrew Wiggins someone that should get considered for MVP of this series? That's right. Your chance right now. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. You have spoken by dialing up the line, so let's hear from you before we tell you why Canty's being too hard on himself. Scott, up next, ESPN Radio, on the phone line. Scott, what's up, bud? 
guys? How you doing? Again, Canty, listen, you know I love you, brother, but I hear the guilt again, man. You're being really dismissive of what's being said. The guy's talking about getting the consideration. This guy's going for, for game four. He goes for 17 and 16, and he holds Jason to 23 points. And it wasn't really impactful that, that, that Jason scored those 23 because of Wiggins playing the defense. I'm not saying what you're not saying is correct about Curry creating those shots. But a lot of times, too, keep in mind, those second shots that a Curry is getting is because, you know, the defense being played, as far as Wiggins, you know, saying, getting the ball back to them, and also him getting the rebounds and holding Tatum to what he's doing. So, you know, you can't just dismiss you. keep The way you keep saying it, like, no, no, it's just okay. No, the guy, stop it, stop it. No, I think you have to fall back a little bit and understand. We talk about the buying being considered, and he should be considered. Scotty, why are we going to consider it if we know he's not going to get it? Help me with that one. Give me the answer to that. But we what, know what he's not going to get. Steph Curry is averaging 30 points, we five boards, that. and Kennedy four assists. So what's the point of considering it? No, he's no, the second best player. He's that, the brother. second best. That's not, that's no, no, not hold on, hold on, Scotty. No, no, no. You're telling me to fall back. I let you speak. I gave you your runway. Now let me talk. Come on, bro. That's how we do this. So here's what I'll say. I'll concede that. Andrew Wiggins has been the second best player for the Golden State Warriors. There's not even an argument. I said earlier in the show, when we say the big three for Golden State, we need to clarify. The big three is Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and then whether it's Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, or Jordan Poole, whoever that third person is that wants to show up. Because Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins have been the two most consistent players for Golden State in this series. I'm giving that man his flowers. But I'm not going to go as far as to say he should be considered finals MVP because Steph Curry is just that far out in head of everybody else. Listen. Yeah, okay. No, listen, he's been terrific, and thanks for the call. And we all knew that coming in that he was going to win it if they win the championship and it wasn't even and, – and he didn't play terribly because that's what everybody was talking about was missing – from the resume of putting him in the top 10. It doesn't do anything for me. He was in the top 10. He stays there. All I'm saying is that in reality, Wiggins' contributions here the last few games uh, in particular, but really in the series throughout with what he's done in the defensive end, is worthy of getting that award. It absolutely is worthy. I didn't say he wasn't worthy. See, that's the thing, Carlin, and, 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 I, and I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm not saying it's not worthy of being an MVP winner. What I'm saying is Steph Curry has been that much better than everybody else that the finals MVP is not even close. Carlin, Mm -hmm. in the pregame show yesterday, Stephen A., Michael Wilbon, and Jalen Rose said, yeah, even if Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors lose this series Mm – you're still talking about Steph Curry potentially being Finals MVP. Everybody agreed with it except Stephen A. I mean, so 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 it's not it's not as if I'm sitting here saying something that everybody else isn't seeing. Steph Curry's impact on Golden State winning is greater than Andrew Wiggins in any year. In any other year, if Steph Curry wasn't doing what he's doing right now and Andrew Wiggins was playing the way that he's playing, yeah, 
you maybe there, maybe there'd be some conversation Jason, about who the potential MVP is. But that's not the conversation because Steph Curry is averaging over 30 points a game this series. No, I understand that. But if Wiggins wasn't doing what he's doing defensively against Tatum and Tatum was going off a little bit more, this series might have been over already. It might have been over already. Jermaine is up next on ESPN Radio. Jermaine, what's going on? All right, fellas. How y'all doing? Chris, listen, man. Like like the previous caller state, I respect what you're saying. But you have to consider, you even said it yourself, when he's guarding Tatum, he's only shooting 30-some percent. And I also get that Steph is that much of a factor for the team. But if the other players aren't making these baskets, Golden State's not going to win. So Wiggins has stepped up. He's done the things that they need for him to do in order for them to win, man. He's rebounding. He's getting second-chance opportunities. He's doing all of that good stuff. If Steph Curry shoots as bad as he did in the fifth game and Wiggins steps up, you have to consider it. You yeah, have listen, to consider hey, no, it. No, 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 no. Hold on, because I want to ask you this. Based on what we've seen so far, the first five games of this series, who are you giving the MVP to? I'll say 73rd with Steph getting it. But okay, again, so what are we talking about? That's what I don't understand. Wiggins, Steph Curry is so far in game to go. We still, sure, and that's so cool, if, if and that's Wiggins all well. Up, if Steph doesn't produce and Wiggins steps up, who? what do you say then? Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't get into. I can't get into the hypothetical. Again. Here's the thing. I can't get into the I hypothetical. First of all, first of all, I don't think Steph is going to go for what he went from the field last night. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't think Steph Curry is going to go. No. Yeah, he's not going to have a seven or twenty-two night and be zero or nine from three-point land. Last night was the first time he didn't make a three-point shot in a playoff game. So he's not going to repeat that kind of performance. He's not going to. That's not going to happen again. So I, I'm not I'm 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 looking at that as more of the outlier, but in the aggregate, when we're looking at everything that's happening in this series, Steph Curry impact on the Golden State Warriors winning usurps Andrew Wiggins by far. It's not that close. It's not as close as everybody is trying to frame it. I'm not being dismissive of what Wiggins has done because I think he's tremendous. I think he's been great. Defensively, I think he's been great in finding opportunities on the offensive end to contribute, but he's not Steph Curry. Oh, he's just not. Oh, you're dismissing. No, I'm not dismissing. <laughs> I'm not dismissing. He just he just said it. He said 70-30 Steph's going to win the MVP. I, I mean, uh, we can have we can, this this is great for talk radio. This is an awesome, you know, point to bring up that Andrew Wiggins is playing phenomenally, but I don't understand why we have to take it to that next level and say He's gonna. He, he should be in the MVP conversation. Well, but, it's, but it's not even taking it to a next it is, level. It is taking it to the next level. If you think that Steph Curry has a 70% chance of winning the MVP and the Warriors are one win away from holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy, then what are we talking about? All I'm arguing is that if we're going to look at it realistically and how this series has gone, Wiggins, to me, is the biggest reason they are where they are. Wow. And I know wow. that's I know what that's saying. Wow. And I know what and it's not a knock on Steph at all. It's not a knock on Steph if at they all. Don't, if they don't win game four, this isn't a series. If Steph doesn't drop forty three, they don't win game four. Correct. They and, don't. And if they if Wiggins doesn't do what he did in game four and he doesn't do what he did last night, probably the same thing. Probably the same thing. Now I do have to give you credit because you're not patting yourself on the back enough for this one. And this is not even just this series, Chris. 
this is the entire playoffs that you have been talking about this one guy and the impact that is truly on the game from a Boston Celtics perspective. They are dead in the water without Robert Williams on the floor. I mean, it's amazing how quickly the Warriors can take advantage of that. Think about these kind of staggering numbers. We can make stats say whatever you want. This one, this one speaks, to, speaks to it all itself. Net rating with Robert Williams on the floor versus off. Net rating with him on the floor, a, an 8.2. Off the floor, minus 20. Minus 20. That is absolutely absurd. In other words, his offensive and defensive rating are that much better, are basically 28 points better, the Celtics are, when he is on the floor. I mean, that that's unbelievable. And it's such it speaks so much to how much of an impact the guy has on both ends. No doubt about it. I mean, offensively, he's a lob threat, but I think his biggest impact is what he does on the defensive end, yep. Carlin. He makes it so much easier for those perimeter defenders to get up in guys, to lock them down, to pressure the basketball, knowing that if their guy beats them off the bounce, that they got the time lord right there waiting to block the shot. Like, that's the difference. Take your kudos. And, and so when we start, talk, we start talking about the Boston Celtics' defensive prowess, it begins with me with Robert Williams. I know Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, but it begins with Robert Williams because of what he does being able to patrol the paint. And last night was the perfect example of that. Because every starter for the Boston Celtics had a negative plus minus, except for Robert Williams, who was plus 11 in 30 minutes. Do you know what Al Horford was? Al Horford was minus 19 in 32 minutes. Hmm. So just a little comparison, just a compare and contrast, that's the difference. They played about the same amount of time. One guy was minus 19, the other guy was plus 11. Take a bow. Take a bow. Well, I don't, I don't need to take a bow. I mean, I know Robert Williams is a tremendous, tremendous presence for Boston. That's why we were talking about his health coming into this series. Remember, he was nicked up in, my, in the Miami series, and we didn't know what version of Robert Williams we were going to get. But a lot of people were saying if Robert Williams is going to be fully healthy, that they felt like the Boston Celtics would win this series. Now, again, everybody is dismissing the championship DNA of the Golden State Warriors, and I think there have been several moments that you can point to in this series where that came out. And for me, last night, it was in the fourth quarter of that game, well, the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth quarter, and, of course, Steph Curry's performance in game four in Boston. So, like, like I said, you, you can never you can never discount the heart of a champion, and Golden State is certainly showing that against a more than capable Boston Celtics team. And it feels like, in certain moments, Carlin, the inexperience of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is catching up with the Seas. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. One superstar NFL quarterback does not have his new contract yet, and nobody knows why. Is his team trying to treat him like a running back? We'll explain next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. He is a terrific quarterback. He is incredibly athletic. And yet, he does not have a new contract yet. It does not seem as if the reason for that is the Baltimore Ravens, but are they going to take a new approach in regards to a contract for him? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. The miracle on ice, the helmet catch, the flu game, clutch moments like these that separate the winners from the losers. So in a market sometimes down 16%, 50%, 92%, who's pulling off a win? Well, look no further than this exciting market with a global value of $1.7 trillion, and it's only going to get bigger. In fact, experts predict it will grow by another $1 trillion in less than five years. Here's the cool thing. You don't have to be a baller or a team owner to get in on the action. All you need is a smartphone. It's not betting. This is way more impactful. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. They've already got over 400,000 members on their platform, and ESPN listeners get priority access to skip the wait list. Just go to Masterworks.com, promo code Greeny. Masterworks.com, promo code Greeny. Masterworks.com, promo code G-R-E-E-N-Y. See important regulation disclosures at Masterworks.io slash CD. There is no guarantee of profits and investing includes risk of loss. Chris, it's funny. I think we have all been led to believe and do believe at this point that the reason Lamar Jackson doesn't have a new contract is because Lamar has not really wanted to sign one as of yet. Is that a fair statement to make? Yes, that is a fair statement to make. Okay, so if you're the Ravens right now, and we had Mike Tannenbaum on yesterday on the show, and this is what he had to say if you're Lamar Jackson looking for a new contract. If you're the Ravens and you hear this, let's talk about what the response would be. You know, I would certainly show up and it would be in good faith. I, I wouldn't put myself in harm's way. I mean, we're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars here, guys. Like, that's a lot of money. And I would certainly just tell the Ravens, like, look, I'm not going to ask for five cents more in terms of, like, what Deshaun Watson got, but I'm not taking five cents less. So, if you want to pay this bill, great. If you don't, why don't we talk about a trade? So when he says Deshaun Watson, my thought initially is just $230 million guaranteed. Does Desha- at this point, 
If you're Lamar Jackson, is that a fair expectation? Uh, $46 million a year is a fair expectation. The guaranteed portion of it, not so much. Because Lamar Jackson is not a free agent right now. Mm -hmm. And the unique set of circumstances that led to Deshaun Watson being in that position where he had the leverage to command that kind of guarantee, I I, I don't think that, you know, Lamar under under any under any circumstances, under any pathways, is gonna find himself in that spot unless he plays out the string, Carlin. We all know the closer you get to free agency, the better chance you have of realizing your actual market value. And Deshaun Watson got about as close to free agency as you could possibly get as a player because the Texans were going to move off of him and there were four teams that were vying for his services. Okay? I don't think Lamar is going to be in that position. I don't think the Ravens would let it get there. But this is a situation now where Lamar is all about trying to extract maximum value. That's what it comes down to. That's why he's taking this unconventional approach to doing another deal. He's got the fifth-year option this year. The Ravens can franchise tag him next year. They know that. He knows that. So he's not going to get the very best deal that they can offer right now. Now, could that come next summer? Possibly. It possibly could. But that's what Lamar Jackson is waiting waiting on, all the while knowing that the salary cap is going to continue to explode. So there's going to be more money out there. Okay, there are going to be more. There are going to be more deals done. Think about this next offseason. Think about the deals that have to get done for quarterbacks. Joe Burrow's got to get a new deal. Justin Herbert's got to get a new deal. Like that. That's going to be there. So Lamar Jackson is looking at all of those potential opportunities and saying to himself, "You know what? Maybe I can help myself." Kyler Murray's deal's got to get done. Yep. Lamar Jackson can help himself by waiting just a little bit longer, knowing that he's got something that none of those guys have, which is an MVP in a trophy case, and he's still 25 years old. See, if I'm Lamar Jackson at this point, or if I'm any quarterback that is on that level, I don't care that it was a special set of circumstances that brought Deshaun Watson to a $230 million guaranteed contract. That's what I want. That's what I want, because it's about setting the market, and he set the market because the Browns, made an incredibly desperate move that I'm sure a lot of owners were given the side eye to Jimmy and D Haslam at owners meetings recently for many, many different reasons. Yeah, Carlin, that sounds good. And I get the setting the market part, but the owner is not going to give out a quarter of a billion dollar guarantee unless he absolutely has to. Oh, okay. And, so when, me... and, when, and when he absolutely has to. Because keep in mind, okay. there was a time constraint on being able to work out that Deshaun Watson deal. Right now, the Ravens have a year and a half before they even got to make that decision. So they don't have to do a fully guaranteed deal right now. Okay, but Especially, let me ask you this question. And then think about this. Think about the risk that's associated with doing a fully guaranteed deal with a quarterback that's been the most contacted quarterback since he came in the league in 2018. This is Lamar the point Jackson, I want to make. Lamar Jackson has been hit 736 yep. times. This why, is- why, if I'm Steve Bashotti, do I want to – move forward with a fully guaranteed deal right now. This no, is, I'm not going to do it. This is the point I want to ask about. If that's the case and it's this kind of quarterback who is incredibly valuable in everything that he does, if you're the Ravens, do you just then take the fifth-year option and start to approach this a little bit more like Kirk Cousins in the franchise situation where you franchise him and then maybe because he has taken all of those hits – you move on like you would from a running back and you look for the next guy because you feel like maybe you've already gotten the best play overall out of him. 
Well, I don't know if Kirk Cousins was the best example of All right, that. I just meant in terms of contractual. That hasn't contractual. worked out for the commanders. But. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I just meant, I meant contractually. Yeah, no, I hear where you're coming from. Uh, here's what I'll say. You're starting to see a lot of quarterbacks come into the league with movement skills similar to Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm not going to say comparable because Lamar Jackson on any given Sunday is the fastest guy out there on the football field. He's a tremendous runner, and he has – a lot of potential when you look at his arm talent as a passer. Yeah. He's still underdeveloped in that in that realm, mm-hmm. but I, I have confidence in his sports character that he's going to do what it takes to get better at that. But all I'm simply saying is this. Maybe you can't find another Lamar Jackson, but how much is the drop-off between the next guy that has similar movement skills? Say a guy like Trey Lance, who the 49ers drafted, or a guy like Justin Fields, who the Bears drafted, or a Trevor Lawrence, yeah. who the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted. Like, how far away it, it, it are the movement skills that those guys have in comparison to what Lamar brings to the table? Because that's that's what you're saying to yourself. You're thinking to yourself, do I want to have to pay Lamar $46 million a year, or am I going to roll with a guy that's going to account for 10 to $12 million on my salary cap because he's on a rookie contract? Can't- we all know the most valuable commodity in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie deal. And so maybe teams approach it similarly to the running back spot in the future just because the quarterback numbers get so big. Now, I would say I doubt that, Carlin, just because you got to have a guy that can be a difference maker throwing the football, especially in the playoffs. But as far as in the regular season goes, when you have a quarterback that has that element to be able to use his legs, that puts a different kind of pressure on the opposing defense. Okay, well – Let's hear from RG3 and and what he had to say about this. Lamar Jackson is doing this a different way with his play style and how he's negotiating the contract. And what I say is, do you, boo-boo? Wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Carlin. Wait a minute. Why is RG3 using the you do you boo-boo? We got to stop this, man. It happened with Alan Hahn a few weeks ago. Listen, listen. We tried to to walk you back after you did it. Now you got RG3 out here saying you do you, boo-boo. Stop it. Why why are you guys doing that? It's not even that. It's intellectual theft. I mean, you had it happen with Hahn and the Rambi a few weeks ago. I don't know if this is quite the same. Oh, it's, I don't it's know, the no, same. No, no. no, it's not the nah. same. Listen, you, other, you, people, other people use that phrase, you do you, boo-boo. Like, other people use that. That's not something that RG3 invented. That's not something In you invented. In the context of you sports talk only, radio? No, but Carlin, you, Carlin you were the only one to come to the airwaves and actually say it. And it was ridiculous in real time. It just seems even more ridiculous that RG3 has now followed that up. I would say, no, no, I would say it's ridiculous that I'm getting criticized. First of all, for those who forget. You deserve to be criticized for that. You do you, boo-boo? No, man. Here's what I said. You do you, boo. That's it. That's it. But RG3 this morning right out of that, no, no. I mean, am I wrong here? Yeah, I think there's no way in heck that he stole it from you. Uh, um, I don't know what's worse, though, the you do you boo coming from you or the RG3. You do you boo. Or the RG3, the you do you boo boo. I think RG3s might be worse. Why? I th- because I, you I, I expect just, more from him. Yeah, I, just, I feel like RG3s <laughs> might be worse. 
Like he, he is, because he's he, a lot more respectable than I am. It just sounded. It just sounded. It just sounded. I don't know, man. It just. It was cringeworthy. Lamar Jackson is doing this a different way with his play style and how he's negotiating the contract. And what I say is, do you, boo boo? <laughs> Carlin, here's what I'll say: You've never spent a lot of time in an NFL locker room. If you said something like that in an NFL locker room, do you know how hard you would be clowned by your teammates? <laughs> Do you do you know what like at, at that point it's just like we need you to be quiet for about two to three days yeah, but before you, know you can say anything else. I may I may I would have... expect more I expect more from RG three because he's a part of the NFL fraternity, because he spent time in an NFL locker room. I may not have spent all that much time in an NFL locker room, but you haven't spent a whole lot of time inside my brain and inside my life and knowing how much I've been clowned to begin with. So this, on a scale of one to Carlin, is basically about a 1.5. But I'm, I'm tired of the intellectual theft. I'm tired of it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.